All right, so welcome to the Cactus Huts podcast. This is Nathan. Um, I forget what episode this is, but uh, no, it's it's been quite a while since I've done an episode. Um, for a moment there, I thought I would walk away from podcasting, um, and uh, I thought it would just be, you know, some hobby, but I don't know, um, it, it feels like something, uh, I, I think it was God that's just telling me that, you know, you shouldn't do it, um, that you should keep um, making podcasts. And I just was um, a little down because I, I spent so much money on, on equipment. And then it comes to find out that some of the equipment I didn't really need. I bought a recorder that was like $350. And actually, I, I'm not even using it. I'm just plugging it into my laptop. And I don't even... I don't need it. I also bought four mics because I thought that there would be more people. And I should have only bought two because usually I I only have two people on my podcast. As well as uh, I should have not got them on like these stands that like clip onto the side of the table. I should have just got them so they can just sit on top of the table. But hey trial and error. Um, I, w- I still want to make podcasts um, for the Lord. And at first I thought it would just be theology and debate and all that stuff. And to be honest with you, I think it's now it's, it's just Bible study and what's on my mind and maybe have a guest on like a friend or my pastor and and maybe down the road i will get into um you know bigger things but i i need to practice well that's another thing about podcasts you just you need to have topics um it's it's definitely something that i want to do though it really is. I just like recording. So, I mean, I've just been absent because I walked away from it. And uh, also this winter, I went to Peru, which that should be a whole episode in itself. Did a lot of things and I was gone for like two months. And when I came back, I got straight into my work, and I told myself I want to uh, I want to make more episodes when I come back. And that was like a month ago. I've been here for a month now, a little over a month. So I've just been doing so much. But one of the main reasons why I don't do episodes is because I don't have a topic, and I feel like I have to write down everything and, and all that. And I shouldn't. I just should just press a button and away I go. You know, if I can make it like that, I, I could make more uh, episodes. 
So lately, because of work and everything, lately I um oh what was I gonna say? Well, lately I, I just feel like I haven't been uh, doing a lot um, for studying or studying the Bible or preaching or starting to be a preacher and I've just been putting all my eggs into work 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 and it's and that gets to me you can you can get into a rut as well as with you know dealing with sin I've been battling that man I've been it's a never-ending story until we get uh, caught up or until we die, you know, as long as you have Christ and you're going to heaven. You know, yeah, I can't wait for that. So anyway, no, uh, so my pastor came up and we've been talking and he wants me to uh write out a sermon he said you know what's your favorite part of the bible and i was like dude there's so much in it you can't just pinpoint it and i've been wrestling what i should write about first he, he said i should write about this and i thought what, what what was my first oh my first idea was maybe i should write about you know the the when adam and eve First sin, they like they made uh, clothes out of fig leaves, and God uh, said, "No, that's not going to do. We need to make you animal clothing." And uh, you know, there's that's a whole sermon in itself because man wants to do it themselves, and they want to cover themselves, and they want to work on their own works to to get to a place that's like equal to God or that to get themselves to heaven. And God says, no, 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 you don't get it. There has to be a sacrifice for your sin. You can't do anything. You're absolutely helpless. You, you don't get it. Fig leaves is not going to work. Okay. And an animal has to die. Something has to die. And so that I thought about that. Now, I don't know why, but now I'm, think, I'm, I'm putting down a sermon about uh, Deuteronomy. After, let me see my notes here. I was just listening to the Bible, um, and we were in Deuteronomy. No, it was it's Leviticus. Leviticus 15, and basically, you know, this is all the things that God told the Jews. All right, in these situations, this is what you do. And I was in Leviticus 15, 1930. And, a, and if a woman have an issue, and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days. And whosoever toucheth her shall be unclean until the even. And everything that she lieth upon in her separation shall be unclean. 
Everything also that she sitteth upon shall be unclean, and whosoever toucheth her bed shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean uh, until the even. And if it be on her bed, or, an, or on anything whereon she sitteth, when he toucheth it, he shall be unclean until the even. And if many lie, lie with her at all, and her flower be upon him, he shall be unclean seven days, and all the bed whereon he lieth shall be unclean. And if a woman have an issue of her blood many days out of the time of her separation, or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be as the days of her separation. She shall be unclean. Every bed whereon she lieth, all the days of her issue shall be unto her as the bed of her separation. And whatsoever she sitteth upon shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her separation. Now that's interesting. It, it, it stood out to me like, like a bolt of lightning. Uh, I was at work and it just stood out to me because there was a woman that had an issue of blood that de- uh, Christ dealt with. Um, let me see here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I thought I, I thought I wrote down these notes somewhere. Because I know it was in Matthew uh, three. I saw it in Matthew. I think it's Luke. Oh man, is it not in these notes? Oh come on, man. I guess not. Well, no, and and. Here's an example in Matthew 9, 20, 20 to 22. And behold, a woman, which was diseased with the issue of blood 12 years, came behind him and uh, touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I, might, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. It stuck out to me because God knew that there was going to be a time where, you know, a woman was going to have an issue of blood and come to him for help. And, uh, that there's there's an other one where they're talking about all right this is what you deal if someone has leprosy all right this is what you have to look for in the body and if he has this he's unclean and everything that he touches is clean and he has to have a separation and he has to do all these things and you have to do this and get rid of this and wash this or and uh then it says, if the man is is turns out to be clean, they have to sacrifice these things, right? Which is, I think, it was like two 
turtles and two doves. I might be wrong. Yeah, I think I'm wrong. Um, and so the only time that happened was when Christ was around. And, and the thing is, is the Jews needed a sign. They needed a sign uh, for for the Messiah. And the Gentiles don't need a sign. Actually, in, in the book of Acts, that is what the apostles were doing. They were told to preach to the Jews first. Well, they're only going to listen to you if, if, if you give signs. What better sign is there than raising people from the dead, right? <laughs> or, or speaking in tongues, or healing people, or doing all these miracles, right? So they went to the, to the Jews, the, the apostles, and they started talking in all these languages, and, and the Jewish rabbis, they thought, oh, these men must be drunk. They've had too much wine. And the people were like, no, they're not drunk. They're speaking the tongue that I was, that I'm from, like where I was born. They're speaking that like it was native. That's a good sign for Jews. Like, hey, you know, your, your Messiah came and he died. And after that, you know, they wouldn't listen. So the apostles were told that, all right, well, I have to go to the Gentiles. And so, you know, they didn't need the signs. They didn't need the miracles. And you can actually tell this, but towards the, the end of Acts, you know, uh, the apostles weren't doing as many miracles. And they're even, like, giving each other advice. Like, oh, well, if your stomach is feeling ill, you know, drink a little bit of wine or or get some medicine, get some help. And it's like, well, why would you give that if you could just heal them? Well, probably because they didn't need the signs anymore. Um, so what? So this leper was a form of a sign that Jesus was supposed to heal, and the Pharisees knew what to do with lepers. All right, this, you know, we, we got to get them away from from the community. We have to get rid of his garments. We have to get rid of these and, and destroy this and burn this and all this. And not, not one time has a leper been healed. Well, but then also at the end, it's like, all right, if a leper is healed, this is what you have to sacrifice. This is what you have to do. Okay. What greater sign is there if there's a leper out there and he gets healed by Christ and he's the only one that's ever been healed from leprosy. Well, the Jewish rabbis, he, he you know, he even told, don't tell anybody, and he went to the. No, did, did Jesus say go go to the Jewish rabbis? I think he did. I might be wrong, but anyway, no, he um he went to the Jewish rabbis. He's like, hey man, I'm I'm healed, and so the Jewish rabbis had to like, of course, look. All right, what do we have to? What do we do in this situation? That would have been a sign. Because the next question would be, wait, you're healed from leprosy? Who healed you? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What? Is he the Messiah? That would. That would be a good sign. You know. Um, so I think I'm going to make a sermon about plagues and disease you know, and, and, and the miraculous healing of it and the practicalities of Leviticus and Deuteronomy. I mean, 
uh, a subject that I want to touch upon in my sermon is is the Jews during the Black Plague. I got to do a little bit more studying on that, but uh, during the Black Plague, um, everyone was dying, dying of this disease, and um, you know it's the bubonic plague. As everyone knows, a, a lot of scientists believe that the uh, the plague started with rats on ships and it and, and, and it, it came from fleas and I think fleas and they bit the rats and the rats were infected and rats were rampant at that time in Europe and they just spread and it killed millions millions of people and a lot of it a lot of it was because of people being uh, unhygienic they were dirty i mean they didn't wash their hands they they didn't they, like they had no comprehension of washing their body i mean they would go out and plow for hours and 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 mess with um fecal matter and eat with their hands a lot of them died from dysentery actually in the out west uh during, yeah the the 1800s in america i mean the, People just died from germs, just not being hygienic, right? And so, I mean, people were fearful. They they thought, well, this is um, this is a, a sign of the devil or a judgment of God. And I don't know. It it very well might could uh, might have been a judgment of God. And and that's another thing I want to talk about. Plague is 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 like. It is a judgment of God. I mean, I, I also want to talk about the Dust Bowl, even though it has nothing to do with disease. I'll try to remember to put this in at the end of the, like towards the end of this episode. But, um, and actually, I'm I'm trying to get all my IDs like recorded on here so I can listen later and maybe make some notes for my sermon because it's it's weird. I have all these ideas in my head. But I, I need to write it down. However, I can't write fast enough. But if I record it, that'd be great. Um, but so everyone was dying of this black plague. I mean, and it, it was, it, it could have been prevented, absolutely prevented, if people just took care of themselves. But how would they know? How did they know about bacteria and viruses and how it spreads and how it can be stopped or how it could be at least reduced to a small trickle? I mean, if people would have just been clean, millions of people would have been saved. I mean, just they wouldn't have died, you know. Um, however, there was one group of people that the Black Plague didn't infect as much and that was the jews why because they had leviticus they had deuteronomy i mean you got to think uh, you know god starts off with abraham he's the father of the jews i mean he's the father right and he says all right well abraham you're going to do this and and this and this is how you're going to carry yourself and stuff like that well that's just god you know he's just dealing with one man well, when God said, I'm going to make myself a nation, he was thorough in what he wanted. He gave them the law, and then he gave them his rules and regulations. 
And they didn't know why. But God said, follow this. Follow this and you will prosper. You will be healthy. You will not die. You know? Um, so, uh, which, you know, they didn't know anything about disease and virus. I mean, they knew about disease, but they didn't know, you know, the microscopic reasoning for it. And God, but God created everything. He knew it. And he said, all right, tell you what, wash your hands before you eat. Okay. If someone is sick, get them away from the camp. All right. If this happens, wash yourself. If you have this plague in your house, destroy the house, burn it. Right. And, 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 um, the Jews were doing that in the Black Plague. And they were thriving. They weren't dying. Why? Because they had God's rules and regulations when it came to disease. And so when one Jew did have the Black Plague, what did they do? Okay, well, let's look at Leviticus. All right, he needs to be washed. Okay, um, we need to separate him from us. All right, we need to... His bed is now unclean. Where has he? Where has he sat? Where has he laid? Okay, we need to get that out of here. Everyone, stay away. We need to wash that. We have to get rid of this. We need to burn this. We need to do everything that book says, because God said He'd bless us. And guess what? It was practical. It was absolutely practical. And that was before science. Who could have known except God at that time? Okay, no one had a microscope at that time. And so the Jews were thriving so much that everyone in Europe thought, the Jews are causing this. They're doing this. So what did they do? They took the Jews and they tortured them and they killed them. I remember, I mean, I, I was watching History Planet when I was I was a little boy with my dad, and I remember that. I was like, that's kind of weird. Why, why would they kill the Jews? Do people just hate Jews? Because it was like, they hate them at, in, during, you know, Nazi era. I was learning about Nazi era and stuff like that. They, they just hate Jews. Well, that and they just saw, why are the Jews so healthy? They must have the antidote, or they must be causing it. No, they're just practical. and And that brings back to... How should we have dealt with um, this this virus that plagued America, uh, you know, just, just recently, or still does right now? If we would have just read Leviticus and Deuteronomy, we would have been fine. I honestly believe that. I absolutely believe that. But, you, but, but that plague, God put judgment on... I, on maybe on Europe, you know, another plague that literally, and people don't think about this, but literally was like a plague from Egypt during Exodus. I mean, let me let me make the setting. Okay, so so America, seventeen hundreds to eighteen hundreds, prosperous. Everyone was Protestant Christian. There's a handful of Catholics and there was a handful of Jewish people, but it was a Christian nation. I mean, we had strong Christian preachers and preachers everywhere. I mean, you the greatest stories of evangelism was in, in, in America during the 1800s. I mean, people would go to factories 
and preach and the factory would shut down. The owner would shut it down just to listen for everyone in the factory to go out and listen and get saved. I mean, it was a beautiful time. I mean, some of the greatest sermons were in America during the 1800s. Well, early 1900s, um, we had specifically like 1920s, we had, we, we, we turned it. We turned around. We started becoming a little bit more. We started to fornicate a lot more. We started to get into a lot more sins. I mean, you're, you're the roaring 20s, ever heard that? You know, we had prohibition and people were going into hideouts doing Lord knows what. And we had the flappers and, and girls just being more promiscuous and, and all that. And, um, so, and, and there was a lot of other things, too, that started to put its roots in America. And, and so they said, we, we want our booze. We want our booze. We want our liquor. We want our, our beer, right? And so we got rid of prohibition. And so God said, okay, you want to live like that? You want to fornicate? not get married you want to you know mafia started in like the 1920s organized crime you you want to live like that you want to live like dogs you want what i make with my hands i bring the rain i bring the wheat up out of the ground i bring the corn up out of the ground you want what i make for you for food you want to take that and you want to make alcohol and fornicate and be sinful okay fine all right i got your number and so he stopped the rains and the greatest dust bowl this world had ever seen happened out in the west i mean crops literally turned to dust and destroyed everything and what scientists do, eh, you know, it was just because of poor farming. No doubt, that's probably what happened. But God holds the weather. And he did this after people decided to start fornicating and doing evil, wicked things in the sight of the Lord. And it's been downhill ever since the 1920s, especially since the 1960s. But the 1920s, I, I swear, that's when it. It started, and God gave us a warning with that dust bowl. That was a plague. I mean, that was it would have engulfed Egypt. That that sound, think of it could have been in the book of Exodus. And we have not repented. We've gotten worse. It was like a warning God gave us, and and not only the dust bowl, not only the dust bowl. But he gave us the Great Depression. Another judgment. Today, out west, I think it's the Hoover Dam. That river is drying up. Drying up. So bad that the government next year has told the farmers and the residents, they told the farmers, 
that you can only use 70% of water that you did the previous years. And farmers are going to lose their farms. Why? God's judgment. Come on, wake up. It's God's judgment. And, and, and the residents, they said, you're not going to be able to water your lawns. You're running out of water. We live in the modern age thinking that we can do everything without God. Oh, really? Then what are you going to do when the rivers dry up? What are you going to do when the rains don't come? What are you going to do when the weather is completely against you? It's a terrifying thing. It's a fearful thing. This nation needs to get right with God. But the thing is, is God doesn't really care about, like, not that he doesn't care. It's just that this nation stopped being a Christian nation a long time ago. And uh, we have suffered greatly for it. I don't know if, I don't know. God's, I have a firm belief God has stopped blessing this nation a long time ago. And that's a terrifying thing because this nation cannot survive without him. And the other terrifying thing is that this nation thinks that they can. Wake up. Earthquakes are going off the charts. Wildfires through the roof. And a drought we haven't seen in years. Droughts that we've never seen before. So, I mean, he's going to take care of us. We're his children. But. All right. Another episode. I'll, I don't know when I'm going to make another episode. But I'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye.